0: Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and I have a great guest today. I know I say that every time, but this one's cool. It's definitely, I think of an American brand when I think of this company. So we're going to talk to John Palumbo. He is the Senior Director of Franchise Development, at A&W Restaurants. Welcome, John.
0: Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having us on.
1: You got it, you got it. So as we jump right on in, um, wanted to find out a little bit more, how did you land with a and I know you have a long history in franchising. Tell me a little bit about that and a little bit about your your goal here with, uh, with A&W going forward.
0: Yeah, thanks. So I'm with A&W uh, now two years, uh, almost, and uh, previous to A&W. My consumption of AW began uh, during my college days at SUNY uh, State University of New York at Cortland. And so everything I needed to know about that menu was branded into my mind during my college years. (laughs) But so, but yeah, so I came over from uh, from AW. I was recruited to come over. And when I was asked, you know, hey, would you consider, um, you know, AW? What are you thinking about in terms of your growth trajectory? where do you want to be moving forward it all made a lot of sense to me pretty quickly once i began the process of, of talking to the folks at ANW we're a 103 year old brand and you, you you get to feel that culture and the i guess the uh, genuineness of the executive team of the four walls of the building our franchise partners really quickly and so so you know, of course, the opportunity to build franchise development team was important to me, um, certainly. Um, and so when those boxes were checked, um, really it became a culture fit, um, and, and I love the DNA of the brand um, of the uh, again of the leadership team. And um, it was an easy decision for me to say, "Hey, I want to come on over here and, and start building A uh, and W's market share uh, one store at a time, quite literally." Um, mm-hmm. And so. That that's kind of, that really is the whole journey. It was a uh, you know a one and a half month kind of process. Uh, Robin, um, we just had our end of year um, wrap up um, uh, meeting with our, our, our we call it a one team meeting. Our entire company comes together uh, in Lexington, Kentucky uh, once every quarter, which is also a really cool thing that that we do. And we take a day and a half out and hit the pause button to everybody's likes, so Everybody flies in and we're all together. You know, sixty of us in a room and um and we get to share what we're doing and um and I told the story of my interview process and why I came on to a and how um truly everything that was said to me during that month and a half has absolutely held true as far as culture and and growing with a, a moral compass and um you know everything else that sometimes could be uh, thought about as lip service um yeah. ring, rings true two years later and so anyway that's a timely question as to the why and and that really was it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an American brand. That's the way I think about it. And uh, I think of Root Beer. I think of uh, just, again, it's just one of those brands as a kid you love uh, and you think about. And, you, of course, it's, it's lunchtime right now, so I'm kind of thinking <laughs> about it right now. Uh, but no, but from a marketing standpoint, and you kind of touched on a little bit of it now. I mean, this is a an older brand. Uh, you think of some of these great American companies that are still in that realm. Not many make it to a hundred years. Nope. Uh, I think of at and I think of things like that, but uh, and they've certainly changed over the last 20 or 30 years. But, you know, tell me a little bit about the marketing ethos. Like, you know, I think so. Okay. I told you what I thought of, right. I think of America. I think of American mm-hmm. brands. I think of franchising. I think of A&W. Tell me a little bit though, how that plays in to the way you position the brand, the way you talk about it, uh, the way it's marketed. I mean, how does that fit? Like th- tell me from the behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. So our, um, uh, our, our logo is A&W and underneath it says all American food. Um, yeah. And so in fact, my logo on my shirt says all American food. So um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's embedded in everything we do, like uh, quite literally. Um, but you know, I think the story today—if you look at our 103-year journey—and I won't bore all your listeners going through every year of a 103-year journey—but just know that uh, we—you um, you can, you can't sustain uh, and survive if you don't grow and change as a brand uh, and, and, as, and as a person, right? I mean, I think that's you know pretty much applies to a lot of areas, but of life. But so as we sit here today, um, we're owned by um, our franchise partners, and so. Um, I don't know if there's a more American success story than than that. And so you know, ten years ago, I'll go back just a little. It's almost 11 years now, I guess, um, next month or so. We um, were owned by uh, Young brands at the time. Um, and uh, for a variety of reasons, we decided, uh, Frank the young brands decided they were going to put A and W up for sale. Um, our largest uh, international uh, franchisee, And our uh, US-based franchise advisory council came together and bought that brand back. And so as we sit here today, we've enjoyed um, not just the COVID years or the pre-COVID years uh, sales increases, but we've we've enjoyed them every year for over 10 years. Um, And so if you own the restaurant, you know, 11 years ago with us, um, and then you own one today, that same restaurant will be up on average 67% in same store sales. Um, And so that you know, when I sit, think of you know that all America brand, it's certainly the root beer. It's the you know uh, f- uh, chicken tenders made fresh to order, never frozen. Things like that, uh, root beer is still made in your, in our store every day. Um, every you know, it's twenty four to thirty six hours, and other big batches made. And um, but it's it's as much the the ownership structure. The um, hey, uh, you know, three or four generations of franchisees, families. Uh, that have one, two, three, four, five restaurants that quite literally three generations ago, they started it, and it's still in the family. Um, and, and so I think that family is what we think of, quite literally, um, when, we, when we think of AEW, when we say all-American brand, all-American food, um, and that's still true today.
1: Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, so 10, 11 years ago, that's an amazing story to be yeah. able to share because… That's, that's your brand being your brand, right? Like you, you guys all were like, this is our brand and we're going to buy it back. Or we're going to keep it. And now it's owned. Not only does everybody. So like, I think of the American dream too, you know, yep. um, the American dream, American food, um, you know, owned by uh, the franchisees uh, in business for yourself, but not by yourself. All those Absolutely. amazing things. Um, yep. What a story though. So you've been consistently profitable and I know, uh, or the 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 stores are consistently see, showing that, um, and I know profitability's got to be a challenge in today's you know, economic climate. And you know, regardless of of the scenario of COVID, everybody uh, approached it differently. I, I heard a lot of amazing stories of innovation and brands evolving, and that's a to me the franchise industry flexed its muscles more than probably at any other time during COVID because that's when you could really see how being part of a brand and a network uh, that was was together really, really helped and made some huge differences. But tell us a little bit about how things are changing for you guys. I know you're doing some changing with some of the way you onboard or, or roll out stores, maybe some of the options, yeah. but tell me a little bit about how how you are changing and innovating as of late.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we, um, during COVID, uh, I think a lot of people had a chance to sort of look in the mirror and say, what do we do? Um, and we were, again, uh, fortunate, because of our structure and, and because of our DNA and how we just operate, we're very hands on, very communicative, um, that we said, well, all we need, all we know what to do right now is to talk to our franchisees, get out in the field, see what they need. Conference calls every day literally at one point every day during the height of it um, and meetings in the field as best we could, social distancing and, and figuring out what kind of made sense. And so we, we did uh, some things that are unique to a Like we, we said, we'll stop paying those royalties and, you know, take your ad fund um, that, that you have in your, your store and use it on the things you need, like maybe labor and maybe, you know, um, dinner for yourself tonight at your house and, you know, things that, you um, you know, what we're able to do without getting in the weeds because of our, our unique, uh, fee structure. Um, and so, uh, we, we were able to do that. You know, we're also a brand that can leverage our, um, strong, um, financials. Um, so that became very important, uh, when it came time for securing lending, and especially now in this, you know, really crazy environment of, um, of, of lending, um, we invested in um, the uh, bank credit report. Went through that process. Um, we're in the top quarter of all scores for every franchisor uh, in the industry. Um, so, uh, it's a wonderful tool that I would suggest every franchisor if they're not doing it do it. It uh, gives you a real health checkup, and we are as a brand financially. And um, you know, we have very little, if any, litigation or FTD, and that's pretty pretty cool to say after all these years. And um, and the other thing we have, you know, that, that we we do have going for us is that um, we're able to. Uh, we're part of the, the world's largest uh, food purchasing co-op, the RSCS. And so, as a uh, once we separated from uh, Young Brands, we maintain that relationship uh, on the food and equipment side. And so, not only does it help with our food costs um, overall as a smaller brand, um, relatively. Um, we're really a brand of, you know, 14,000 restaurants. We talk about buying power because that's who we buy alongside of. And so those things, you know, uh, became like, hey, these are our strengths. Let's leverage it. Let's help our franchisees do whatever we can during that time. And then we've emerged from that with a couple of programs that were really um, on a top of mind prior to COVID, but really got pushed ahead. And that was our menu optimization program. Um, When you're 103 years old, you'll you'll know not every menu will look the same in, uh, you know, Boise, Idaho and uh, Miami, Florida. So uh, things, you know, over time, it was a little bit of a housekeeping um, and also a a strong approach uh, to to, to menu board optimization. Um, And then the other program we've uh, instituted is now is a centralized uh, point of sale system, um, which is going to help franchisees invaluably manage food cost labor from their from their P.O.S., It allows us to do things like, um, you know, value uh, marketing programs, uh, loyalty programs, um, uh, order online, things like that. That, again, over a period of a long, you know, over 10 decades, there's a few different variations of POS systems uh, for any brand. A brand that's 30 years old will have that. Um, And so we were able to invest um, as a company into our franchisees to help try to make that a reality for them. Uh and so so again, I think those are the big takeaways from us. Uh from COVID, it was um, but really at the end of it, uh, Robert came down to what we always do is we talk to each other, we over communicate. we say, what do you need to help? And sometimes it's hey, we'll call a lender on your behalf and help you get your restaurant refinanced um as a franchisor. And yeah. at least in my experience, um, a lot of the uh friend development uh efforts and the leadership team um Uh, with other brands wasn't necessarily that granular or able to help folks at that, you know, granular of a level. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. No, I mean, you know, again, and for anyone listening uh, you know, that is not, that is not normal, right. If you're in business uh, to be, to be, to have that. And that's part of the benefit of, of being part of a franchise brand is to have that type of, like you said, some of the power, some of the financial strength, some of the relationships and then, and then you're, you know, you're the way that you guys look at things, the way you run things. Um The fact that you said that there's no litigation or limited, you know, this is very low. Uh I mean, that says a lot about what you said earlier about the, the way everybody feels about the brand uh together. Right. I, I think it's everybody's brand. I think if everybody feels that way versus us versus them, right. We yeah. <laughs> don't have the finger pointing and the, and the yeah. arguing. And that says a lot about the culture, right? I mean, it just doesn't, you yeah. don't have that many stores and, and pull that off without a great culture. Um, and, and you t- you touched on technology, which I love to talk about on the show. And I love to talk about marketing, um, that the POS system that you talked about, are you, are you guys finding that, I mean, what are you doing to engage your audience differently? Th- that might've been um, 10, 20 years ago. Is there something different now? That, you, that that POS system helps with, in terms of engagement or just interaction with your with your folks that are coming in and out all the time. Anything specific that you really like from a marketing standpoint? That, that that's doing yeah, it?
0: yeah. Good question. And I'll um tell you that I am definitely not the POS expert or the IT expert. So, uh, but okay. I'll do my best not to uh, to to give you a wrong answer. Um, uh, so where now we have um uh I don't know. I want to say maybe twenty or so. Uh, 20 or 30, um, uh, POS is in restaurants, and somewhere, if that's a wrong number, my IT guys are yelling at me, uh, but um, but we also have a POS lab that's been set up in our building, and so um, our uh, convention is in mid-February, uh, um, and our hope is to, uh, you know, have 100 restaurants online in, you know, end of uh, 2023. 20, uh, which would be a great accomplishment. Um, And then, you know, the balance in 24. And um, but, uh, but yeah, what we love about it is, is frankly the ability to capture, um, you know, a loyalty program, uh, customer information um, in in a um, responsible way, um, ability to help franchisees really granularly manage their uh, labor and their, and their inventory and their back of the house systems there are some things we use now, like uh, QSR um, online, and there's like different web-based applications that franchises can use to do that. But um, this is all literally, we'll, we'll be right through your your one centralized POS, and then what it does is it allows us to make some really good decisions for the system, uh, more um, you know globally, so to speak. So we'll have data from you know at our fingertips from four or five hundred restaurants, you know, over the next few years. And we can say, well, this option six, you know, menu option six is really, uh, you know, uh, uh, struggling at you know, between two o'clock and five o'clock p.m. And, and make some marketing decisions, uh, uh, not only at the national level, but really at the local store marketing level, because that's what drives everything we do is, is focused around our local store marketing. Rob, We don't have the budget to be on television all over the place and, um, you know, with a lot of radio um, so we really are grassroots local store marketing and every penny of the 5% that gets paid by our franchisees for marketing, four and a half percent of that goes right into their, what we call a one store account and they spend it. So it doesn't, it's not a fee, it's not a revenue center for us. Only a half a percent of that 5% goes to A&W's national marketing fund, which does, you know, works for things like um, limited time, LTO, uh, print, uh window clings and you know things like that, and artwork set up and but right. it's very again, a very unique uh marketing structure because you know I guess who decides that our bosses and well, who's our bosses, our franchisees <laughs> so yeah
1: yeah, 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 <coughs> well, so with a brand like a and w you know, there's so much uh brand recognition, how does that play like with a local store, and when you look at Google and you look at Google Maps and you look at mobile usage and everybody looking for the, the directions or the, the phone number or to order online, how do, you, how do you check that box? Is there something you do or how does that look for a brand like yours?
0: Yeah, so we have each franchise restaurant will have their own website that we set up and help host if need be. Uh, mm-hmm. So every restaurant will have a website. Um, and then, yeah, when you go on to our main uh, consumer website is a location tracker and you can get right to a restaurant um, you know by, uh, by zip code like, like most will do. Um, yeah, yeah. and so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of, kind of how we do it really. And yeah. then from a national, you know, we all working on a national, uh, uh, ordering platform, online ordering and delivery platform, um, to where, again, it will all be embedded into the POS, uh, making it just a ton easier. And, 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 this is, and we realize this isn't like unique and we're not breaking any real news necessarily, except that we're a brand that's, um, has realized it. Um, and is making the investment of time uh, and people to do it. And it, is, and it is all of that. It's, hey, this is what we like to do. This is why we like to do it. And this is how it's going to be profitable for you, you know, franchisees. Um, and we have two number one priorities. And we talk about them every time we're together, every meeting. It's um, growing same-store profitable sales um, and growing and developing new profitable restaurants so our only two the two number one goals are helping franchisees make more money profitable not just you know we call it white elephant you know just the trojan horse uh, revenue you know you brought in another hundred thousand dollars this year and guess what you made another zero dollars on that hundred thousand dollars and yeah. you know someone else besides us and, and you were making the profitability on that and what we'll way did it go you know and so uh so we want every any kind of sales uh same store sales increase to be profitable um and then it's You know, three years ago, we decided we're going to start opening and developing new restaurants, uh, freestanding, drive-through restaurants, um, and and of course now a non-traditional program uh, to start spreading the word and and building brand brand, uh, capturing some more market share for AEW because really the timing is right and, and we're just we're just doing so well. Really, we're just doing so well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the brand is very well known. For the products, and but the stores themselves, may I mean, where are you targeting growth? Is there areas that are that are more ripe than others? Uh, what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah, so the Upper Midwest is is typically a stronghold for us. Um, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Minnesota—that's where we we've been and grown, and you know, uh, kind of uh, I guess uh, cut our teeth, so to speak. Um, but um, as we sit here today, I mean, we're finding a lot of penetration in the uh, Florida market. Um, also, believe it or not, in Arizona, um, we're also set, uh, upstate New York, um, that Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Lake Erie, Rochester markets um, are all um, coming online or will be coming online. Um, and so uh, those are just really strong footholds for us. And we think really great uh, A&W markets potentially. Um, you'll see us, uh, we're in the final process of a uh, process of a few RFPs for airports, national airports, large ones. Um, okay, so you'll see us uh, start getting into that area as well. Um, but it has to be, you know, for us, we're fortunate and, and then I guess we're you know, a double edged sword. We could grow literally in any state, anywhere, just because of our distribution arm and our reach because of our, you know, RSCS. Um, however, it doesn't mean it's always the right thing to do at that moment. And so we're very careful that we grow in the right market with the right operator, with the right financial ability and wherewithal. Um, you know, it's just it, it doesn't help anybody to, to to open a store, not be successful, um, not not the franchisee that's new, not the existing community, not our, our team. And so, um, yeah,
1: yeah, everything is through the lens of those two things you mentioned, you know, if we make any decisions, it's about, are we driving profitability at the unit level or are we bringing in the right partners, you know, to, yeah. to expand. And and so you're always looking at that and saying, is this really the right thing? And that's yeah. important because the opportunities in front of the folks that you talk to are the, are, are you know, already been vetted uh, to some extent. That's right. Um, that's right. So, so like with a brand this big, you know, You've obviously been a part of some other brands. I shouldn't say obvious for the listeners. I, you know, you you've been in the in the space a while. Yeah. But tell me in your in all your time um, as we wrap the show up here, um, is there one thing that you you kind of use in franchise development, or maybe in marketing, or in coaching franchisees? Any of those ways? Anything that you you've learned that you wanted to share with the audience?
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I hope this doesn't sound too corny, Rob, but uh, I'm a Brooklyn kid uh, born and raised and um, we grew up uh, very poor, a single mom, uh, worked in restaurants and, you know, pizzerias my whole life and uh, through college. And and so um, I, sp- I encourage my team, our executive team when I have a voice at that table over my history, which I, I do now as well again. And I say, we have to spend, the money, like it's our money. Like if you don't, if you wouldn't be willing to, uh, open up an a restaurant, um, why would you ask someone else to? Um, yeah. and so I feel like if you can look at it through that lens, you know, 30,000 feet, um, and answer the question. And sometimes it's like, I'm not sure. And that's not necessarily a bad answer. Cause it just means that, okay, well, what do we have to do to get better? Um, and so, um, you know, I think that's one for sure, that moral compass. I go to sleep every night and I've had successes and failures. Um, Restaurants that I thought would be over my career would be huge successes that turned out they weren't for a number of reasons and um, ones that I thought might be okay and I was worried about that were just unbelievable. They did unbelievable. And so, if you can go to bed each night knowing that, hey, you know what, I did the right thing. Um, Everything was above board. We tried our best. Then, I think you're ahead of the game, um, and then love what you do. Um, you can't do what we do <laughs> uh, and not love it. Um, there's days when you want to bang your head against the wall, like any job, um, for sure, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the minute it becomes like, oh man, you know, I, I'm not enjoying this, you got to find something else to do. It's not. It's not a passive job where you can just take a paycheck. Yeah,
1: no doubt. Well, and franchising as as a industry is about entrepreneurship and uh I just think it's amazing that the franchisees of A&W are now the owners. Um yeah. at least that's where it all came about and that says a lot about the franchisees that own the brand and uh and and why why you guys think the way you do like it's treated like it's our money because it is your money. It, you're that's coming right. at it from that view, right? That's right. Um, that's right. So that's awesome. It's great to hear that. I appreciate your time today, John. Yeah, it's no. good to have you on the show.
0: Rob, thank you so much.
1: You got it. And I just want to thank our, our uh, listeners and our sponsors uh, for their support. And uh, bye for now.